cha-cha, ha-cha-cha-cha. It is high noon here on mutinyradio.fm. It is time for the AltaCast. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I am joined by the Sheriff of Truth, LaToya. Hi, Pam. Hi, girl. So uh, today's on today's AltaCast, I was hoping to get my father to call in from Tucson, Arizona Word. to explain why he's a Trump supporter. Oh, my gosh. Uh, now that Chris Christie is... With the dumbest Bowing name out. ever. Dumbest name. <laughs> sounds like You're a never going to be president with a name Chris like Chris Christie. Christie. You fuck. Oh, it sounds like a cereal. Yeah. Crispy, crispy, <laughs> crispy is out. All right. So now um, Dumpy Trumpy is still in it. So it was, I was legitimately thinking about this. Like, there are Trump supporters out there. This guy actually might win. The, the nomination. The, no, the Republican nomination, which shouldn't happen, should never have happened. It's but, like so bad. But how is it possible? So I wanted to have my dad call in, but he did not answer my text. I don't think he understands how texting works. So he might not even have received that text. That's the generation that's voting for him. Absolutely. <laughs> not I, all of them, I though. said in a text, though, I said, oh, my listeners know my political stance. Um, let's see what... Uh, it's always nice to get... Point, counterpoint. Just right. To be well, fair. Yeah. I was going to be sweet about it. Of course. I yeah. wasn't going to be mean, but I said, are you willing to call my radio show today between 12 and 2 p.m. and honestly explain why you are a Trump supporter? I will be nice and not too argumentative. People who listen to my show know my political stance. Also, my co-host is black and from Ferguson, Missouri. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> That's what I that said. Probably, that probably scared him off. Probably scared him right away. <laughs> well, nope. Sweep that one under the rug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe oops. he might surprise us, though. I gave him the number, 415-550-0511. Because I, I really would be sweet, but I, I, I think know. that it, I am honestly intrigued to potentially understand, understand why this Even, could be possible at all. There are some smart Republicans out there that know that this man is just like, it, it's the worst idea. It is the, it, worst, it's the worst idea. idea. He and has no, he is not a real person. He's a celebrity. He's a, thank you. That, he's that's not a, a real person. People are voting for him because of the fact that he's a celebrity. He I'm writing in Beyonce. After after the Super Bowl, I'm writing in Beyonce <laughs> for president. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's, I love that. I, I love that. That I bitch can dance. Dude, is, I love the she's fact... She's the best one out of all her dancers. I, w- I love the fact that she was paying homage to uh, Black Pride along with the Black Panthers. And yeah, because Cam Newton sure ain't going to say that he's the only Black Panther out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. When he was, uh-huh. he never said anything. Uh-huh. No one made that joke. I'm like, is <laughs> it too great, obvious? That's a great one. Thank you. Wow, I wish I would have thought of that. Damn. Because like, I can't believe no one else thought that of it. That was I'm, dope. It, yeah. Yes. Good. Yes, that's your joke now. Yeah, thank you. I, I, didn't wa- I wanted him to raise his fist. There was one point where he got sacked, and it almost looked like he had his fist raised in black power, but that's just because he dropped the ball. It got stripped from his hands. <laughs> so it looked it looked like a black power fist, but it was really just a sort of a... Someone stealing, stealing your balls. Yeah, his <laughs> balls got stolen. So. No, I think that'd been awesome if your dad would call. You should try to get him on every week until... I'm going to ask. You know, be like, Daddy, hi, I love you. Let's talk. I, I would I would honestly be sweet and listen to what he had to say until it inflamed me to the point where if, if he starts going off on the on the Mexicans being rapists, I'll be like he's like of course they're all rapists. That's and what they're doing to our economy. They're raping him. Like no, they're they're picking strawberries. It's but this, totally different. Yeah. But this is the part when you come in or I come in and be like, well, sir, 
Wouldn't you say that if you were, you know, if this was, say, 100 years ago, the Irish were doing the same kind of jobs uh, as well, and the Italians were doing the same kind of jobs as well, and people, let's let's pretend this is 1904. Sure. It would be 1906. The same, well, that 1906, Year of the yes, quake, yeah. Exactly. We'll say that the same thing was going on with those Europeans that were coming over here. So sure. wouldn't that be part of hypocrisy? That's when you throw the squ- throw, uh, flip the script. Right, right. Totally. Because when pe- white people who talk that jitterish about like the Mexicans coming over and all those people, you got to reframe back to like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're Irish, right? Let me tell you a little story yeah. about your people. <laughs> you weren't so you weren't favored here. Let me tell you a little thing about potatoes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Actually, and and potatoes were originally from the New World and then exactly. brought over, over there, to so. Ireland. Yes, yeah. thank you. Know that one too. Yeah. So I mean, I I think a lot of people need to go back and read. That's the problem. Oh, reading. Wait, what? What? Reading? Who does Not that? Read. I just text. <laughs> LOL. LOL. And you know, I think people need to read upon their American history and know that especially a lot of the Caucasians who are of Irish descent, right. who are of Italian descent, and the Krauts too. <laughs> you know, you were not welcomed here. You were part of the unwelcoming family. Irish and Blacks at one point in time, the Irish were lower. That that's that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. The Irish were, at, were lower in and they were also they were indentured servants, aka oh, slaves. So right. I mean this this all and this history wasn't that long ago. So for those supporters who support racism and bigotry, I'm like, you guys need to take a good look in the mirror yeah. and read about your great grandpa. <laughs> There's so the, the thing that's the entitlements issue that we have Sorry, uh, the I'm baby high. boomers and what they did no I, I agree with everything you said um, I just think that we all need too much stuff or want too much stuff right. and I think that if we could and I think Trump is a perfect example of that more is not always better more no. is not always more moral more is not more is not always better it's not always and better. we're taught that more is better you know stitches uh, less stitches, more riches, and that's an old right. adage from Aldous Huxley in the Brave New World. But um, I haven't it, read that book. It's that's a great book. Yeah. But when society expects all of these, when you, you know, children are walking around with an iPhone seven, and it's like <laughs> you're not even seven. Why do you need a seven generation iPhone to do? And sometimes the parent can't even actually afford to give that child an iPhone 7, but they do it anyway. Because otherwise they won't be cool with their friends. And they're not reading. No one knows how to read a book. Right. It's, it's, you know, the thing is, it's just like, I was reading the Daily, the New York Daily News, and Trump's <laughs> picture, of because he won New Hampshire last I night. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. It said, it said, like, Dead of the Zombies, or Dawn of the Zombies, and it had, like, um, Donald Trump in a clown, like a Pogo the Clown face, zombie face. It was really funny. Like, I had to get a shout out to New York Daily News for that, because it was, like, the funniest thing. And on Huffington Post, uh, the alarm last night went on, went off, and it said the winner of New Hampshire is a racist, bigoted, sexist uh, guy. Yeah, that's, they didn't even say his name. Misogynist. Misogynist. Yes. Yeah. That was another one that was in there. So it's just well, like, and on the cover of People this week. Oh God. Melania oh. says what the real Trumpy is like. So. The thing is that she's 44 now, and she's had work done, obviously, because she looks like a Barbie doll. 
and she's hanging out with Trump, the real Trumpy. You <laughs> lion sack of shit. The only reason you're going to touch his wrinkly ass balls Ew. and his flabby ass ass is because the money is so good. It's, it's, Don't tell yeah. me you love this yeah. human pile of shit. Look at his mouth. He's had work done too. Oh, like, you can tell. Just get under the knife and you it's know, all he, about the it, uh, I can't even I understand that. how this is happening. I saw that People magazine and I'm like, really? Come on. This is comedy. This is just, it, this is. People are really voting for him though. That's the thing is we look at this and say, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. This is happening. People are, our people are fucking idiots. We are, the idiocracy is here. Thank you. It is now. It is Thank all you. around us. It is the Super Bowl. You know what I learned from the Super Bowl? Buy cars, buy beer. Buy cars, buy, buy cars, beers. buy beer. Oh, and drive safe. Drive safe. Buy cars, buy beer, drive safe. <laughs> all right? <laughs> buy cars, buy beer, drive safe. Yeah. <laughs> Safely, fucking Safe. retarded. I shouldn't even say retarded. Retards give Americans a good, a bad name. A, yeah. Retards are better it's, than. They're smarter than the people with IQs under 80 who are technically retarded <laughs> are more intelligent and ma- probably more moralistic and making better choices for them and the people around them than the majority of closed-minded Americans. Blinders on. Bye bye bye. It's, bye beer. Bye cars. Bye, bye, bye beer, pussy. <laughs> My beard, my car, my pussy. I don't understand why she won't marry me and move into my double. I, I love that. We love that. I like Taco Bell yeah. and Pizza Slut. Oh my God. Yeah. I. I. I oh, and KFC. Oh, that's the other thing that you could that I've learned from the uh, uh, from the Super Bowl oh. is that K- KFC fried chicken, fried chicken, cars and beer. As <laughs> American, American. America. And then Beyonce came on. Oh, God. Beyonce was amazing. Yeah. I, I was really impressed that she can dance I, that great. I thought she was, like, old like me. She learned that. No, she looked great. She's my age. She's working out. Yeah, she, uh, no, she can dance She got the booty up. pop. Oh, she was, I was looking at all the background dancers because usually they're more talented dancers. Nay. No. Not she true. Was, she almost fell, too, and she, like, she did. She's a performer. She's an amazing performer. I, I really like the statement that she sent, though, at the Super Bowl of all places. You know, good thing someone needed to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because think about it. You have mostly the NFL players are predominantly black. Yeah. And but not the ones in charge. Exactly. Not the, the owners, owners are. The white. owners. There's there's no black owners. Are no, there? No, is there one no, black owner? No. They're all white. They're all white. Right. And the quarterbacks, they get to make decisions. How many black quarterbacks are there? One. One. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, the statement and the statement is clear in sports as well, like especially in NFL. And then what's going on with society? So I have to say that I, you know, I I kind of like Beyonce, but I like her even more because you know the fact that she just threw this into your face, absolutely, like, out I was, of nowhere. I would have respected Cam Newton, and I actually would have. No, I would have rooted for the Panthers just because I like cats better than horses. <laughs> but he didn't make any stance at all. He didn't make a joke about being the only Black Panther. He didn't <laughs> say Black Lives Matter. He had the worldwide stage to say anything and make any statement he wanted about being Black in America during this time of charged racism. And he said nothing. Uh, well, he, he Uncle did. Tommed it. He, he did shut actually, his mouth and he took his money. He actually did say something before the Super Bowl talking about like a lot of people hating on him because of like his little dance will have have you and he said you know the only reason why i can't get a pass is because i'm black 
It's just uh, straight I'm up. I'm glad he said that. You know, well, it's because he's a better dancer than everybody else. And yeah, you're exactly. just jealous. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. he can shake that thing. Oh, shake that thing. <laughs> but I mean, better shake that when he thing. said that, he's like, whenever I look at myself in the mirror, I see me. Right. That's who I know who me is. You know, True. and so people are just gonna have to deal with it. And I, I was just like, absolutely mm, nice, because you know. The NFL is an evil, corrupt, billion-dollar, almost trillion-dollar sport. It's insane. And I believe, I think, basically, you know, NFL is like it's built on beer. It's beer. It's, it's built Cars. on beer. Yes. Slaves. Slaves. <laughs> because uh, KFC. They're you, picking the chicken, baby. Yeah. <laughs> They're picking the chicken. You got you got the owners who are the slave masters, and you got the football players who are. The, some are the field and some are the house. And let's and let's even talk about KFC. There's a colonel. There's an old timey racist colonel, played by Norm Macdonald. Played by more than that now. Jim Gaffigan did it too. Really? Yeah. There were a bunch of them. They they're switching them in and out, oh. and it's they're being funny about it. They're like we're just dressing up fat comedians, like by the colonel. Do you think colonel. they need to the money? No, I just think they're making yeah, fun, making money, making fun. You know, they're famous people. They they got to make their money too. Yeah. But they got to eat chicken. You got to. I love the chicken. I don't I don't love that chicken, but I do love fried chicken. Um, but it, it does sadden me that we're still using these um, this iconography that is so racist. Um, I, I said something so racist last night, and I don't even remember what it was. But it's because I get confused now because I'm a comedian. and I'm like, I can say anything, right? And I'm not doing it in a way to be mean. I'm just sure. sort of, and then I'm like, I was like, oh, that was really racist, wasn't it? But, but at least I'm acknowledging it. Right, right. But when our iconography and what we're teaching kids is old-timey colonel selling chicken, which is a racist stereotype. The Redskins, we still have a team yeah, called the Redskins. Yeah, that still pisses me off. We still have a team called the Chiefs. We are demeaning. Yep. My people. Exactly. It is so demeaning. Like, the chief of a tribe is not something to be, like, some American iconography that symbolizes money and sports i'm the only head chief in charge shit i can i if i want to call myself redskin i can do that shit you can't right exactly <laughs> or if i want to call myself a nigger today i can do that you can't right you know well speak- and it's i mean i wish that we could there's just too much racially charged stuff i'm not, yeah. i don't want to say that and i don't feel comfortable with it i don't like that but it's, you've said it before i've said it before but in the context. other thing is in context and i looked up the word niggardly and it's spelled completely different because it's an a-r and it means being stingy or miserly but it showed up in the 1400s so it was before yeah. any of the like the racial niger and the people were like well where did the word come from and i'm like it seems pretty easy they were from a place over there called niger there's the niger river there's you could look at the spelling. It's a, it's it's like calling. Um, my father used to call Hispanics spics, and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because it's a shortening of Hispanic, and so it's a it's a it's just an ugly, quick term. It's like calling Japanese people Japs. It's or like, the, that's American. Uh, that's an Americanism yeah. of, of of race racist racist speech. And I like cracker. But it's not offensive even. <laughs> Call me a cracker. Well, no, but... Honky? The, the, the word from cracker, the where it came from, is not oh, like right. a cracker, like a biscuit, like no, a Triscuit. it's talking about poor white people. It's talking about cracker of the whip. So... Which was the poor white man 
who worked for the slave master. Who was the slave master, didn't whip you. The cracker. The cracker did. Whipped you. The dirty cracker. Right. And so they, it was the whip cracking, not that it was a tasty treat with cheese on it. Because <laughs> I've always, I was like, Cracker Barrel. I'm like, this is so funny to me that they're in the South and they're called Cracker Barrel. And they don't care. Which is kind of, when you think about it, that's kind of, that's derogatory because the cracker, he was no better than some of the black folks. He, okay, boss, I'll go ahead and whoop the niggers. Right. He was, he was tap dancing too. And so, and it comes from Negro and maybe a mispronunciation of the word Negro. And then they put the Niger thing and they just stuck it together. And uh, it's a word that, I mean... I, I mean, it's like calling, I find it, no, people won't agree with me, but I think that bitch is just as offensive for a term for, just general term for women, a bitch. I, it bothers me, the only reason it probably bothers me is that I'm a woman and I don't like the term. And um, I used to hate the term, but I embrace it now. Now, if you're a stranger, you can't call me bitch. Right, absolutely. It's like one of those things like with, the, like with nigga, like, you know, if I don't know you, you can't call me that just like with bitch it's just like right. hey but like i had to check this girl who i worked with she she's this young 23 year old white girl and i guess she watches too much bet mm. and so she's like hey girl what's up and she you know i let it slide or what girl. have you and she gets into her bet modes and what have you meaning like talking all that jive shit to me mm. and then i had to check her at her christmas party Cause you can't wait, ho, blah blah blah, ho, bitch. I'm like, whoa. whoa I'm like, I no said, ho. I said, first of all, you don't know me like that. <laughs> Secondly, you watch too much BET. You better not be calling everybody bitches and hoes that you don't know. Absolutely. I'm like, I say that to my friends, you know, because we can say that we know each other. We know each other's limits. Right. It's the same thing with any kind of language. Like, you know, if you feel comfortable with, amongst your own community. Of people, right? I don't, I don't uh, drop the fuck swears and the and the f bombs. All I don't carpet bomb a new place if I'm going in there. I'm not like, what the fuck? I, yeah. But when I'm comfortable in a place that I know it, I'll swear and. Uh, but it's it's contextual. It's where right. you are and knowing what language is appropriate to use. I don't scream on the bus. I don't yell <laughs> like obscenities. I you know, when um, and I I almost did it the other day. Um, a young Hispanic gentleman was listening to his own rap music uh, very loud through a little boombox speaker and there was a lot of um, bitch and hoe and the and the n-word shit and um, I didn't have a problem with it until a seven-year-old walked on the bus that's what it gets and 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 she's sitting next to me and he's sitting two away from us and the music is loud and the word fuck keeps getting bandied about and I see her kind of like and looking at her mom behind her. Oh, no. And I was like, mom, I wanted the mom to say something to the to the Hispanic youth and I almost said something and I was like, is this a time that I break out my social consciousness is, yeah. and tell him and say, hey, young man, when a child walks on the bus, it'd be great if you, could, if you could, if you could make those F swears you know, for only when there's adults on the bus. Because that's happened before. When I've been on the back of the bus, um, a gentleman was playing his radio really loudly. There are earphones. <laughs> right, well, but he was actually playing sort of DJ, and he even announced to the bus. And I didn't look at him because I didn't want to know what color he was. I just, he was behind me, and um, he announced to the bus, and he said, hey, everybody, um, I'm going to play DJ if that's okay. If any of you have a problem with it, just let me know. And he played, he was playing music. And um, there were some F-bombs, and then some kids came on, and he said, excuse me, ma'am, and he changed the music, and he said, this is PG. And then, at the end, I got up and turned around, 
and he was white. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the reason I thought he might be black is he was talking with someone who was in front of me who was black, and the, the linguistic choices he was making yeah. led me to believe that he was an African-American gentleman. It turned out he was kind of a dumpy, fat white guy, which made me even be like, wow, like... Just how our perceptions are. I what think we it's think. also that you probably did you ever, did you think that he was black because you see mostly I black or Latin dudes do that. I think that I thought he was black because he was listening to like like sort of '60s blues, ah. uh, and it was it was kind of like um, even there was some there was some jazz and some blues variety. and variety. <laughs> And then there was a song that had some swears in it, but it was like a funk song from <coughs> or something. Um, but I just assumed I, it was his vo- it was his linguistic choices that led me to believe. Oh, the way he was talking. It was the way he was talking. Yeah. So it's an interesting game to play if you're on the bus is to <laughs> put your blinders on and not look at race and just see if you can figure out from. Cause I mean, there are some Filipino kids that I would think they were black. Oh yeah, the way they People talk. People like to pick up our culture. Oh a lot. my God, the way the Filipino young kids talk. Yeah. Oh my God, my N word this, my N word that. I'm like, you are a Filipino. <laughs> Everyone like, loves say, our culture. What about lumpia? Can you guys just embrace the lumpia <laughs> and just like pass it out on the street to everyone, please? <laughs> For the love of Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's it's dude, it's it's like everyone embraces black culture, but then again, they want to stay away from it when it comes to the real culture. Right. You know, when it co- comes to like you know, being all BET and MTV'd out, you know looking like Lil Wayne and all that bullshit. You know, well, people it, are down, but when it comes to like, hey, we got black people dying in the streets and we have unjust and economic failure, people start to step away a little bit. Well, and we expect we expect African Americans to conform just enough to white culture. Because look at all the I saw that documentary hair that uh, oh oh yeah that good Chris hair. Rock did. I love that. Yeah, it's I love so the it's enlightening. The it's it so amazing that there are people that in the search for the white hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's because the slave master mentality. The lighter you are, the straighter your hair is. You know, the kinky your hair is, the darker you are. You're bad. Nappy, you're ugly. You're right. nappy. I don't like to see. I don't like the word nappy. That's my that's my N word. Oh. I don't like that word because to me that word is derogatory. Nappy stands for something that is like, you know, unkept. Uh-huh. Um, you can't control. Right. You know, as for kinky is different, you know, because I see Jewish people with kinky hair too. They got some, I mean, Jufro, for example. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I love, I mean, as a woman of color, I've always kind of struggled with my hair, you know, because the acceptance. And then, some, you know, sometimes as I've gotten older, I'm starting to like not give a fuck. Right. But if I'm having to go to a job interview or what have you, I have to change into my middle name. Right. I might have to, I have to straighten my hair and put on this European persona of what's acceptable. Right. You know, she's like, oh, she's kept, she's fine. You know, she's not kinky. Right. You know, and so it's just like, I, 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 I need to watch that documentary again. I think a lot of people don't realize how important it is, especially, you know, for women of color, how our hair is such a symbol, but also we've been so offended and trying to convey into this. Look at Beyonce's hair. Yeah. You know, it's just, and 
you know, and I hate when people would say like, you know, assume that, you know, if you are a woman of color, it's, you know, you have nothing but weave and you're bald head, you know, and it's just like, and I have to blame black men for that too. You know, I have to, I, 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 I have to blame black men have been, you've been a problem on this too, by saying that we bald head hoes and all this, you know, I'm like, what was your mama a bald head hoe? I mean, it's just, it's. I don't think a lot of people understand when it comes to black women and their culture of what hell hair is. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, and it, it, it's something that it's specifically in black culture, but I think that oh, women no, and hair. It's in black culture, too. Well, but women and hair in general, we're supposed <clears throat> to pluck, we're supposed to shave. Even oh, yeah. as a white woman, I'm supposed to dye my hair. I'm supposed to, you're supposed to do all of these things in order to yeah. make yourself presentable. And there are white women that have to straighten their hair, too. <laughs> well, and the the waxing and the shaving and the and the and the Brazilians with the the bald pussy, all of that stuff, oh. all of the societal constructs of what femininity is and right. what sexuality is and how that's tied into self worth, especially for women. And guys will say, well, why is that even a thing? And it's like because you weren't. It's because of you. Well, and it, it <laughs> it's girls because... are taught to be being pretty is the best thing you can be. You don't have to be smart, actually, and don't be outspoken or smart oh, because no, then don't. you're then you're threatening to or men. Or a bitch. Uh, then you're a bitch because you're threatening. But be, for the love of Christ, learn how to put on the mascara and have good skin. I mean, I've been very blessed in that I've had really I've never had problems with my skin. And I know, That's but the truth. now I'm 40, 41 and it's just going to be, it's going to be the wrinkly factor, but not true. Well, we'll see what happens, but I've been blessed. I was blessed with good skin and, uh, I've been blessed with, um, the physique that I've never really had to work too hard for once I was out of college because I became a self-actualized person and didn't eat to hide my feelings. Didn't, but don't you think that the fact that you recognize <laughs> It just caught on to what you said. <laughs> but don't you think as a furry, you finally accepted the person who you are. Right. And that's that's different. I think that's why you have aged gracefully. Okay. And you still are going to age gracefully because I feel as if you don't accept who you are as a person and you're going to keep chasing this idea and theory of like, I got to be like this. Right. You know. You we can't all- sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's true, though. I love to dye my hair because I just I, like to be funky. I used to, but, too, but the problem is it's the upkeep. I'm so fucking lazy. That's, and that's, it takes time. And then you have to do the roots, and then otherwise you've got, like, two-tone hair, and you look like a weird tigress, weird woman, <laughs> and then you try to, it, ugh. It's it, a lot of work, and it gets costly, and, you know... I just like, you know, I got a chipped ass nail and I'm going to walk around with a chipped nail too because I don't feel like going to the nail salon this week. Right. You know, my toes ain't done. You know why? Because who's going to see my feet? Right, I don't care. Sure. I didn't well, shave. your boyfriend, he doesn't care. Though. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't plucked my eyebrows. I'll draw them in though. <laughs> but I mean, there's certain things. It's just like, you know, it gets hard. It gets tiring. It's just like over and over again. Like, I can't keep up with myself when I'm trying to keep up with other things important in my life. Right. You know. And then what we see on TV is Melania Trump or whatever. You look <sighs> at the you look at the people that we're supposed to. I mean, Beyonce is, is amazing. I, 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 
I, just, I feel like a terrible. I feel like a terrible person. I mean, if I she, she so looks so perfect. She, and yeah, exactly. If I had her money, we all be perfect, wouldn't we? See, That's I, another thing. I've started to realize as I gotten older, like when I was like looking in all these fashion magazines and trying to be, ooh, I want to look like that. Try. I'll kill myself by having an eating disorder, which sure, we've talked about yeah, before. Yeah, absolutely. And now I start to realize I'm like wait a minute if I had all this money and a team of like stylists I can look fucking hot as shit and I mean if you had like Oprah always makes me laugh because her weight goes up and down and up and down but she has a stat like I would only eat what my chef made for me yeah yeah, exactly. That and I'd be like, okay, yeah, put me on the big fiber. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I want to eat. I want to put actually more food in my face. Make it super high fiber and really low fat. You know, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. By like, request. That, that's dope. It's like give me kale chips. It's like having a DJ play your song, but sure. you have a chef. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's just like it's unrealistic. It doesn't happen in the real world. If these people were at our level, they would probably look basic, or they'd probably be pretty. Look basic. But this whatever Malena no, no, Trump, I, I, Trump. Yeah. it's just like what it, what have you offered besides like you know going to charities and being looking pretty. stone cold it, yeah don't have a personality and just like I you're if you're pretty you don't have to have a personality and and we sell that in America Barbie dolls like just smile yeah. look pretty it's don't it's, talk open your mouth to suck dick that's it <laughs> just stand there and look pretty oh i was just reading uh they said that uh carly Ferrarina suspends her campaign oh no she dropped out oh, man. oh darn oh sorry carly every sorry baby carly. parts sorry carly sorry carly baby parts yeah so another one bites the dust there it's just so scary latoya it's you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best mar- medical marijuana tink in the biz. Also the largest and most supportive of supporters for the Mutiny Radio 2016 Comedy Festival coming up in 20 days. It's coming. Oh my God, it's coming in 20 days. Buy your tickets now on Universe.com. You can also buy them on our Facebook page. Just go to the Buy Tickets link. They're only $10 a piece. If you get a day pass, we have special pricing. Uh, if you tweet or Google Plus that you just got it, then you get an extra 10% off. No one's done that yet. So go ahead, take advantage. Also today, I invited people who are um, in the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, March 2nd through 6th, to call in at 415-550-0511. I believe Brian Plum is planning on calling in. I wish that my dad I called in. I was just in. totally like, where's your pops? I bet it would be, it would be is great. Is meeting or something? No, 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 no. He's retired. He oh, could okay. be playing golf. But uh, I would love to know the, I love how the- he legitimizes... His support for such a disagreeable and unintelligent man having the worst run campaign based on <laughs> smearing others, based on money, calling. based on celebrity. This is the cult of personality. This is not a real presidential race. This is wrong. And Bernie Sanders is exactly the opposite. Right. It's night and of day. Of Donald Trump. It's so night and day. And... If people could just, do we care about where we're living? I mean, if Donald Trump is elected, I'm going to have to move. I cannot live in this country. I cannot do it. I cannot bear, my my integrity cannot bear the hypocrisy of living in an America under him. I almost couldn't do it under George W. Bush. Almost. <laughs> I almost left the country, but I didn't have my shit together enough to get out of the country. I threatened to do and that. And I, I wish that I 
would have, but I was too busy leaving my husband and changing my life <laughs> to move to another country as well. But th- this time, if if he actually wins, I have no faith left in America oh, no. at it, all. It, the so the school system down. has failed us. We are entitled rich babies. D- doesn't didn't anybody see the movie Wally? Didn't anybody see that? Didn't Disney make a movie called Wally that just showed Americans? Wasn't there a movie called Idiocracy? I love that. Wasn't movie. there a movie? Let's yeah. just pour the Gatorade on the plants. That'll it, make them grow. It gives them electrolytes. Yeah, it's we are. That is exactly what we're going into. We are so dumb. It's so it's it's that movie. Wake up, no one has seen that movie. It's scary now <laughs> because it's so true. Well, it's so. And I have a question. Conspiracy theories. Where do you think your parents? Their ideology of, of, you know, of someone that grew up in a, you went to a Christian school. Right, so right, they right. Had they're Christian, very moralistic. They're right. very, they're. So for the moral side, where do you think they got this kind of spectrum of, I would, I, it's borderline kind of hate. Absolutely. You know? Conform or be hated. Like, I mean, is it Conform. because they have never been around a certain demographic of people have they always been in the bubble um maybe let's see um they were baby boomers so that's why i'm kind you know, of their support. parents came back from world war ii and they right. got had they lived in a nice house and had lots of brothers and sisters and you know were educated and wanted to have kids and make their lives better for us than theirs were for them which is which is great and everything but then so when I decide, like, <laughs> I don't want to have any kids, suddenly, oh, no, she's a witch. Why, why can't she drink the Christian sauce and, and have money and get, get, have children? And, and I'm like, there are, there are artists, too, and that's a real thing. So, so they were never part of the countercultural of the 60s? No, they didn't, they didn't smoke the pots, um, I don't think. I think maybe my dad did once or twice, but... Not really. We are joined by Trina, Trina Roderick of diversity training on. It is officially hot out there. She's taking stuff off. She's uh, <laughs> taking her clothes off. And it's getting hot in here. It's so hot. hot. Take hair, off your all your clothes. <laughs> I am getting so hot. I'm going to take my clothes off. She oh, brought nice. some ginger, ginger beer. beer. Is it Yum. the beer, the ginger that also really has alcohol in it? There's. It's the new. Is that the new kind? That was my intention. That was the intention. Was the ginger beer? I don't know if that actually We've got. Oh, oh that's but so fantastic. We, well, we can't. We can't drink inside the studio though. We'll have to. Oh, yeah. We'll have to go on a break. Yeah, we and, have to go uh, on a break. We, that. we can use the microphones out there. That's that's, true. that's absolutely true. We could do that if you wanted. Well, we I have do that. to say. Oh. Well, just okay. tell us, Trina. How are you doing? What are yeah. you doing today? Oh, I came. To, I'm talking to you guys. Oh, today. sweet. That's the big deal. She's on a... So let's do a little recap for Trina. This is the AltaCast brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best tink in the biz. Absolutely delicious medical marijuana for all Mm. of your medical marijuana needs. Uh, I I love it. The CBN right now, I'm going to be working on this afternoon and good stuff. I need to get some more. Yeah, yeah. It's great (laughs) stuff. Uh, They're one of the biggest sponsors of the festival. We've been talking today about how Trump is actually might be the GOP... uh, Pre- and here's the I other thing: wait. GOP, that's, that's awesome. Grand Old Party. That's another grand, throwback grand to racism. Party. It's another throwback to racism. We were also talking about the iconography of Americanism oh. and how there still is so many racist 
racist charged iconography like KFC is a colonel he's an old timey racist colonel throw in the chicken throw in the chicken and black people love chicken we all know that was racist that's what kills me about fast food chicken you don't even have to be old timey racist you could be new timey racist like Chick-fil-A oh Oh, yeah yeah. be racist against the gays absolutely (laughs) gays gays are the new blacks that's what I heard for a while I don't know Muslims are pretty up there Ooh. Muslims right now. Well, that's the whole thing. It's that Mauricio joke where we're like, "Oh, we're we're gonna have unprecedented togetherness, but let's just bring out racism one more time. Yeah, one more time. How's up? Get those Muslims and stick them in a in a camp. It's, what? Crystal knocked all over again. It's crazy to me. That's it's just yeah. like I'm like, what are you people doing? What are you on? You people. You people. Yeah, I went <laughs> like Ross Perot '92 right there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm like, well, actually, Ross Perot seems like a better. choice choice than Donald Trump. Absolutely. Good Lord. What H. Ross Parrot. H. Yeah. Ross Parrot. It was a, <laughs> that was a quick, this was a funny thing and I had a t-shirt of it. H. Ross Parrot was a Sesame Street character, very short-lived, uh, oh. who had a funny Texas voice on Sesame <laughs> Street in the early 90s. H. Ross Parrot. H. Ross Parrot. Yeah. A.K.A. Ross Perot. Yeah, absolutely. That's and he had funny. a funny thing, and he said political things about money. <laughs> My favorite Perot story is that he, there was a reporter in Texas that wrote an article about, well, he doesn't really have that much money. You know, he's got like, you know, assets here and here and there, but it's not really as much as everyone says. Oh my God. So Perot um, called the reporter Collect to talk to her about the story. That's that. hilarious. I thought that was cute. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's not true. You're gonna you're gonna pay for it. You're He's gonna pay like, for it. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't have that much money. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can pay for this call. That's before the days of cell phones, when every oh, when totally. all calls were free. Yeah. Well, just well, obviously it was a meaningless gesture, but just I just thought that was so fun. He's funny. Yeah. yeah. He has a sense of, has sense humor. From uh, funny to scary. Well, he, is he still alive? <laughs> That's a good question. Why don't we that Google is that a shit? Good question. I, We're Googling he, that he just shit. disappeared from the. People don't seem to remember either that Trump ran for president yes. in 2000, and it was a short-lived, very tiny campaign right. of stupidity, right. and nothing, nothing happened because of it. Well, but other now, than he got some publicity, he got some right. publicity, and he had fun being in the limelight for a minute. Right, but this time, and thought he was going to do that again. Well, and this time he, he under estimated yeah. how stupid the American public truly is. I mean, this is yeah. the thing. If you had Jeff Probst apply to be the president, I'm sure people would vote <laughs> for him because they're like, Survivor, he's been on an island, he can do it. He's so diplomatic with those 18 castaways every, every, you know, oh, twice, oh two God. seasons. So vote for that guy. Beyonce for president. I want to start seeing some... People would probably vote for Harrison Ford. Who's not going to vote... I would vote for Han Solo, right? Who cares what he has? Who cares what his politics right. are? Who cares well, if he lives in a... Ronald in a, Reagan was an actor. Ronald Reagan, absolutely. Why do we care if he's dead? Let's yeah. just... Let's get him in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, <laughs> I don't think he is dead. Didn't he freeze his head? Can't we just stick his head on an animatronic body and just stick him in there? Reanimator. Reanimator <laughs> Reagan. Yeah, absolutely. I see a movie. <laughs> Clone him. I know. Yeah, totally. Clone it, like the Cosby's. Tear those walls down. <laughs> there, I'm. I'm really, really afraid for Reagan clone 2060. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they oh they have they have enough of his DNA. I mean, he used the he used the White House for a long time. There's got to be like nail clippings or oh, some jelly beans, cool. jelly bellies. Sure. There was sure. jelly bean because he loved his yeah. jelly bellies. Yeah. We can call him Donald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Reagan. We can call him Donald Reagan. <laughs> 
Dude, I I honestly I'm, I'm I'm still trying to have this much of optimism that I think the media sometimes is just feeding us so much Trump that we're starting to really believe the hype. But I feel like there's still a small portion of people who would vote for this fuckface. He had a reality TV sure. show yeah. called The Apprentice. Right. He was a reality TV show star. You right. can't let a reality TV he show star. Movies. He has no chance. That's what I love about him as a candidate. You, yeah. think, yeah. you think he has no chance? None. My dad, I, I asked really my dad don't. to call in. My dad is voting for Trump. He and all of his people on the golf I know, course, but they're all, he's gonna, he can win. I don't think so. He can win. I don't think I don't, so. I'm I trying. It's really scary. I'm, I'm, I'm it tr- is scary. I agree with you. I just don't think he can win. I, I do you know and, and here's do you why. know my parents? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have a lot of people like that. I, I know, and, and I know there are people out there, but they've always been out there, right? Yes. They were out there when we elected Obama twice. They were out there when we elected Clinton. They've always been out there. Right. It's just that Trump gives them a voice in a way that they've never had before. Absolutely. And I like that because mm-hmm. I, that forces them out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Right, you that's know? True. Thank you. Thank you. Let's it's keeping it real. You know, it's just like I know what kind of person right, you are. Exactly. Thank you. He said to news media that he wants to take the Muslims. That's why he's not going to win. Okay, you you can't, here's, okay, I know, but once it, once it comes do down to a general election, once we really are faced with the choice of Trump or somebody um, who's not scary. <laughs> We're going to choose the person who's not scary, and that's exactly why, is because he's so radical, and you, you, the country is going to be too afraid to let you know let the person in power yeah. be somebody that off, you know, off the that much of a loose the cannon. The Tea Party exists. Yes. Oh, absolutely. They always have, though. And, yeah. and, they, and they were stronger before than they are now. They're actually weaker now bef- than they were before. They're, the Hobby Lobby exists. They are <laughs> yeah. crazy. The Papa John's. They want to take they want to be moral they and they want to take away the rights of gays yeah. and people of color and but women. That ship has sailed. They have no chance. I, I, yeah, I, don't I, know. I really, I think I really you underestimate or, the stupidity think, of the American people. I think, no, I, I'm not underestimating them. I think no, they're I fucking just, stupid, but I think the. The media has not asked other demographics either. They're just focused on the, these people who are uneducated and who like to fight and call Muslims towel heads and well, everything else. Well, plus they're listening yeah. to polls and the, the it's polls sensational. are shit. We got a phone call. I hope it's dad. <laughs> All right. Yay. All right. Hey. You're live on the air. Oh, oh, it's sweet Gail. Hello. We thought it was going to be my dad. Um, <laughs> my dad lives in, in Tucson, and he's going to vote for Trump, and I asked him to call in today and to honestly explain to me why he's a Trump supporter. And I was going to not be mean to him and not <laughs> yell at him and not freak out, but I was just going to say, hey, Dad, tell us, make us understand why, as living in San Francisco, and you live in Arizona, why and how you can possibly be a Trump supporter, and he still hasn't called. But Sweet Gail, you uh, you're uh, you're calling in from San Francisco. You're not a Trump supporter, are you? Uh, no, I I didn't quite hear you. What'd you say? Do you are you a Trump supporter? No, I'm not a. Oh well, I'm not really that political. Oh. I just want a Democrat. You're you're just a Democrat, just a gar- average well, I want garden. A Democrat. Those Republicans are. Baloney, man. Absolutely. Do you do you vote? Are you a regular voter, Gail? No, no, 
vote. Well, then, oh. well, then, you, we then how to are you a Democratic supporter? You have to promise, Gail, you're going to have your new hit by then, right? You have to promise you're going to vote for not Trump. Please, promise me, sweet Gail. Win. Well, but you, you can, if wishes were fishes, <laughs> we'd all be eating trout tonight, but you've got to actually vote. Right. Yeah, some elections come down yeah, to yeah, just a handful well, of votes. It's amazing. It's true. Well, I don't know I though the, the electoral like college. For president. You, you, who do you like for president, Gail? Well, I don't know. It looks like it's going to be between Trump and that older guy now, Sanders. It's Bernie Sanders. Yeah, feel the burn. Feel the burn. Good guy. Uh, he's been in politics for over 30 years and has never flip flopped on any of his issues. He's always been uh, out for like consumer rights, kind of like Nader and from the old in the 70s and the whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and trying to, I mean, stay away from the big lobbies. Cause That's the safest thing you can do. <laughs> because, the, I mean, otherwise we have, you know, NFLs and expensive things and, and all we, being a good American means buying cars, beer, and chicken. chicken. <laughs> and racism, buying racism. <laughs> uh, sweet hey, Gail, have you... Are you, you telling me that you really think that politics are on the level and serious? No, well, that's so the thing they're going Come on. Did you see what Ted Cruz did with that uh, thing with the computer saying uh, Carson was maybe going to drop out? Oh, well, yeah. I know what she's talking about. When she's uh, basically told uh, Car- Ben Carson supporters that he had dropped out so that way they can vote for Ted Cruz in whoa. Iowa. Yeah. And that's why I don't like that. That. He's not even president yet. He's already doing nasty things. Right. And people aren't calling him out on it, which is really funny. It's just like, in a way, he's cheating. <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's it, it's so funny. It's just like, well, shouldn't he be kind of disqualified for something like that? And, you know, but people still love Cruz. People and, still love Tom Brady and Deflategate oh, was a big deal. <laughs> I think people are just stupid. That's just we bad. are. We are, and with the they sooner the that Kool-Aid. we, the sooner that we understand that we are, uh, have no more critical thought in public schools. We're not teaching people how to read and how to digest information in their own brains and create their own opinions about things happening. We are all sound bites and YouTube clips and <laughs> buying things and ads on and oh, I looked up Bangladesh. I can get a dress for 1250 delivered to my home. Oh great, I just I really wanted to enslave Bangladeshi people today so that makes me feel really good about my American my $12.50 dress delivered by drone to my fucking house. <laughs> if you hear a drone in Afghanistan, you're going to die. <laughs> Drones are Knock scary. knock. Who's there? Uh predator drone. Predator drone. Why did you answer the door? You're dead I... now. <laughs> you're dead. You can't answer the door to a predator drone. <laughs> they're training Americans now to be excited about drones. You don't think that they're going to give the drones guns and they're going to come after us? You don't think that the American government hates people with thought? Where They're already trying to cull the population and make everyone mindless consumers that just spend money on chicken, cars, and beer. And people <laughs> who have actual thought and say, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't be enslaving an entire race of chickens for our own edible pleasures yeah i mean <laughs> you just that just came full circle yeah, right there I, I just, like that yeah this is for, we're learning new comedy oh Uh-oh. that's Uh-oh. a that's, hey sweet gail we've got a that's a call waiting we've got another call on the line so we're gonna say goodbye to you but thanks for calling bye sweet gail, Yay, sweet gail. chicken there we go chicken sounds good there right now go. actually <laughs> there we go 
go. Oh, right. caller number two. Caller, you are live on the air on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. That's awesome. I'm coming to San Francisco for the comedy festival. Awesome. Yay. Is this Joni Quinn? Yes, how did you know? Amazing how technology works nice. these days. I haven't even checked my I haven't even checked my Facebook. I'm just psychic. <laughs> She's not lying either. You can see my multicolored hair through the radio, through the phone. <laughs> like, yeah, Joni Quinn is a uh, com- is a comedian out of Portland, Oregon, and really excited to have her as a part of the festival March second through sixth here at Mutiny I'm so Radio. I'm excited. I get to tell you how much family. I get to make a fool of myself. It's going to be awesome. Super excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Joni. Um, your, how you started comedy, uh, what, why oh you do God. it. It's, uh, I, I did my first stand-up set about 30 years ago Whoa. on the Igby stage nice. in Los Angeles. I was 25, took a class with uh, Judy Carter, who is now very famous for writing a comedy Bible book. But that was back when she was teaching stand-up. And then I took a 25-year hiatus and had four kids and moved to Portland, Oregon, and started doing comedy with some other moms. We did mom comedy. We did uber clean comedy up here in Portland. Uber clean. And that's what got me going. uh, Uber, uber clean. Clean material. I'm impressed. I have a really difficult time doing clean material. Oh, well, you know what? It was fun for a while, and we I'm still doing fairly clean material, but, um, you know, the kids practically write the comedy. I have four kids all four years apart, so I have one in every category. I have an elementary-age kid, a middle schooler, a high schooler, and a college kid. And the youngest is an accidental adoption, so I'm going to have a lot to say about that. Adoption? An accidental one. An a- how, how is that possible? <laughs> like the, it's That's like the old d- doorstep thing. Like the, the stork just brings a bundled <laughs> baby to the doorstep and you're like, all right, here yeah, we go. Yeah, it was the wrong address. Wrong address. I opened the door. Damn it. Wrong <laughs> place at the right time. Right place at the wrong time. I'm not really sure. But uh, it's so I'm a menopausal mom. I have an eight-year-old in my house. I'm wow. 54 years old. It's hilarious. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so, where where are some places that you perform in uh, in Portland? Where should people go to to see you up there? I don't I don't know very much about the scene. I only know about Helium, and there is a ton of stuff happening up here. It's a hot hot comedy scene. I am not part of that. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding you. Well, because so this is what happened. The mom shoot uh, sort of stopped. And then with the kids, I can't get out to open mics at 11 o'clock at night. I right. just can't do it. So I started my own show So we with another friend, so we would have some place to perform. Right. And it's been, it's been going now for three, four straight years. It's called Spilt Milk Comedy. It's in southwest Portland. Um, we sell out every month. We do one show. Um, we have a show tomorrow night. We're featuring uh, Last Comic Standing. Amy Miller, who's cool. awesome. I know Amy Miller. And she used to be... We're out in the burbs, and people are coming, and they're buying tickets, and they nice. fill the room. And uh, it's a clean show. I think there's there's people who are it's a clean kind show. of wanting that kind of comedy, like the old-timers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know Amy Miller because she actually came from San Francisco. She, oh, she, she was uh, in Oakland. That's right. She started she in San Francisco. I knew, yeah, so I knew she, her. She just moved up to Portland when I was starting my first year of comedy, like about... Uh, four oh, and a half, five well, years ago. 
And uh, so very soon she'll be leaving Portland. She's right. having her big send off party and she's going to move to LA and become super famous. And then I'm going to say, I knew Amy Miller when. So, yeah, they all moved to and LA. And you will too. You'll be able to do <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think she's hilarious. That's great that you are uh, having her on your show tomorrow night in Portland. Uh, so, Joni, tell us um, what's, the, uh, what's the strangest thing about you besides the accidental adoption? Oh my God, there's so many. What would I choose first? Uh, we already know you have purple I like, hair. You know, <laughs> I, what's that? We already know you have blue slash purple hair, so that's unusual. Yes, I have. Well, you know, it keeps changing. So now there's some green added and a little bit of brown. I brought a I brought a clutch purse to my hairstylist and said, "I want to match this." Wow. <laughs> And she did it. She's awesome. So when you see me soon, I will have that. I'll bring the clutch just so everyone can tell. But um, let's see. What's the strangest thing? I would say more that I enjoy torturing my children. I think people don't uh, tap into that as much as they actually should. Um, They're going to end up in therapy anyway. You might as well know why. Absolutely. That's hilarious. (laughs) My kids even think so. So they don't believe anything I say. I'm con- my, this is, here's a little tiny story from a long time Great. ago. My kid who's in high school right now, we were eating fruit. She said, look, I found the pineapple seed. I want to plant a pineapple. I said, that's awesome, honey. Let's go outside. She put the seed on top of the grass. Two days later, I'm at the grocery store. I'm walking past the produce. I see a pineapple. I buy the pineapple. I come home. I set it on top of the grass. <laughs> and we come home from school. I go, look, honey, your pineapple grew. And that kid believed that shit for I don't know how long and told her friends about it. And that's the kind of stuff I write down in their therapy notebooks. Just, just that I did. <laughs> that's awesome. Was, I can, I, I'm a nanny, and I convinced a two-year-old that Costco was Disneyland. <laughs> so yeah, he's exactly. going to be really See, fucked up because he's going to be like, Disneyland well, it is Disneyland. Disneyland. If you let them out of the cart and they run around and torture the other shoppers at the at the place at the free, you know, food tasting area. Absolutely, with running around. That's always good. And the and the churros. They both have churros. So he believes me, hook, line, and sinker. That that is Disneyland, except you got those way cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Than the real Disneyland. Uh, so what are you looking forward to doing down here, Johnny? Are you going to see some family? Or are you just going to oh, do as much have, San Francisco I'm so comedy? Excited. Well, first of all, I'm so excited because Eric Escobar is in the show with me that uh, that we're doing I Hate My Family, too. Yeah. And Eric and I just performed together up at um, Lap Fest in Boise, Idaho. Oh, fantastic. So I'm super excited that we're in the same show. It's really going to be fun. Rad. Yeah, it's, it's comedy summer camp. I actually, I applied for Bridgetown. I haven't told anybody that. This is the first time I've said, because I, I hate oh, telling people when I apply to things. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I hate telling people I apply to things, because then if you don't get it, you feel like a schlub, schmubby, schlumpy. And I'm like, you know, but Bridgetown is funny. big. It's so. weird because they, it's just kind of curating the show, you know? Yeah. So it depends on how many, uh, you know, how many Tinder people they have talking about Tinder. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. It's, you know, I'm sure you're good enough to get in and just it's a matter of what they're putting together. It, absolutely. Yeah. And you're, and it's always the video too. So when I was looking through submissions, some people just had great videos and some of them were unwatchable. <laughs> and I was just like, did you not think, did you not watch your own video before you sent it in? Like, is this, <laughs> this is what you're saying. Well, and it's just, I, I feel like our, our comedians just a weird lazy breed and the you know oh. overwhelmingly women's submissions were better than men because I think they have a better attention to detail 
And uh, it's true. I mean, it was easy to to pick women. Uh, There weren't as many that applied uh, to men, but we almost had 50-50 on the festival of men to women, which, and I didn't even, I wasn't like in my, the back of my feminist mind being like, I want more women. It just sort of happened (laughs) and it was equal. Like when, I mean, I tried to choose the videos that I just liked the best and LaToya was here for it too yeah we, we I listened to him live uh, on the air and talked about people's you ha- sets you and... have to do that together so you can comment on them oh absolutely right I mean we saw we saw some that were just like oh yours was amazing so maybe uh, one of the shows should be the bad submission tape oh totally. oh you can all idea. comment on totally you know, we have a digital projector and uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea in one of the afternoon times to bring people in and be like, hey, like and we could actually and have fun. And- well, we, we would be it would be like running a, um, a workshop and say, hey, your guys is like, let's look at bad tapes and see if we can. Yeah. And we'll invite comedians from uh, San Francisco to come too. I mean, we've got the space. See, but you had to look through to get there. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. I went through. There were over 160 people that submitted from out of town. Uh, and they were well, like. Well, that's so exciting. I feel so honored to be part of it. I'm really, really excited. I've got friends in San Francisco that Sweet. are coming. And I'm, I love that city. So I'm very excited to be coming. Um, I just have to warn you, one of my favorite places is the Stinking Rose. Oh, you'll probably nice. be able to smell me when I walk into the. Absolutely. It's, it's a small it's a small room uh have your friends buy their tickets oh. now because there's only 30 seats for every show and um we don't want to have people turned away at the door because there's no room so i have been i've been i've been sending things out so Sweet. they have you know it's only their own damn fault if they don't get a ticket because i've been telling them over and over i've been telling comedians they're like oh so do we get to see for free and i said you can come in if if there are seats left, if there's room, if there's right. room, but if there's paying people comics, I'm sorry, you have to stand in the studio. You have to stand in the booth <laughs> yes. to watch the amazing That's comedy. That's why they call it stand up. Hello. Because <laughs> you have to stand up in the back. But I'm really yeah, excited. Yeah, you don't get a chair. Uh, there's a lot of, overwhelmingly, Oregon is the most represented at the festival. We have uh, I know. Wednesday I Wise. I come down. Dan They're Weber. all going down. They're coming down like on Monday. Belinda and. Um, yeah, Belinda Carroll. Jake, Jake, right? Yes, yes, Jake Silverman. They're all coming down. Absolutely. And uh, I have to wait. I think, you know, I couldn't get away. Yeah, yeah, I understand. There's so many open mics, too. If they're coming on a Monday or and and the Tuesday, like on a Tuesday, you can hit four open mics really pretty easily. I only did two last night because I I got kind of too drunk. The the bartender (laughs) at OMG decided to buy me shots because he liked, he was gay and he liked my dick jokes. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how you get free drinks it's how I got he's he's like I, I, I was like I'll, I'll make you laugh don't worry and he's like if you make me laugh I'll buy you a shot and I said do I have to do it on stage can I just tell you the joke right now <laughs> like, uh, yeah yeah sure <laughs> so I told him the joke and he laughed so hard he's like girl you uh huh and I told him another one another dick joke um, and he laughed so hard he bought me another shot so I was just like so it was shot for dick joke each one yeah, just kept going. I just well, I only took two because I realized I'm not allowed. To, I'm not supposed to drink whiskey after dark because it turns my it asshole into a gremlin and me into an asshole. But uh, I looked at my friend Steve Poggi and I was like, "Don't tell Jonathan who's my boyfriend," because I he know everyone knows pretty much. I'm not allowed to drink whiskey after dark because I black out. I just do. There's no. There's nothing I can do about it. If I eat, if I don't eat, if I drink beer with it, if I don't, you've tried everything. I've tried everything. When I drink whiskey, I. There, there's always a gray area that happens during the night. So, 
Well, uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's going to be great is we've got this green tent that's going to be on the side of the building because we don't have room in the space to have a green room in there. So instead of a green room, we're having a green tent. We're having a green tent, and we've got a bouncer on the tent because um, every day one of our sponsors is PBR, and they've given us a bunch of beer for the comedians. So we're going to put this refrigerator outside and run the cord out so the nice. refrigerator can run and we're gonna have like food every day out there and i'm really really excited for the we're gonna have joints i'm just gonna have tons and tons of joints in a box everybody just can smoke however they want it's like hilarious. crazy See, you have no idea it's like a playground i get to come and play and then i come back and pretend to be a normal human being and a mom so absolutely it's, it's, so, it's so much fun it's like having this double life that no one will well, I don't know about. It's a it's comedy summer camp, and and the reason I started the festival is I was so inspired by um, Patrick Higgins of Seattle's hilarious comedy festival that I got to be a part of last year, and I had such a great time, and it just felt like comedy summer camp, and I didn't want to leave. It was so fun, and I was like, feel like that. It's really fun. And and right now, like it is what seventy ladies is like seventy five degrees out. It's nice. It's oh, nice. It's so nice. hopefully, you know, it's twenty days away. So I'm super excited. The and sad the thing though perfect. is all of us. Very pale Portlanders will be scarce, you know, scarcely dressed. <laughs> so you're going to see way too much white flesh, very <laughs> pale uh, veins, and all of that. I can't wait to see 70. Wednesday Weiss, uh, and she's in the underwear show. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I can't well, wait to see her. You do want to see that. I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about me. <laughs> I want to see it all. We Let me see all the white flesh. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joni Quinn. I thank you so much for calling. I'm so looking forward to having I you here in San Francisco. I look forward to you and having fun and playing down there. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yay. Yay. Joni Quinn, thank you for calling. All right. We'll see you Thanks. soon. Bye. Yay. Well, that was exciting. That was fun. Yeah. Can you hear me? Is yes. My, oh, it's okay. Sweet. Yeah, you're fine. Oh, oh right. Yeah, no, for some reason, the, the, the box Techni- is all messed testicles. up. Technical Technical difficulties. Te- testicles. That's awesome. Yeah. So we got Yay. to hear, like, one of the comments. Sweet. Well, and the thing that's, that's crazy awesome. about the festival is that we it's all over the map. Like, Joni said she's 54. Um, we have comedians. I think our youngest comedian is, like, 19, <laughs> and our oldest is... 60 something I like um, that it's all over the demographic is we have spread. gays we've got trans we've got dykes we've got black people we've got white what? people we've got women brown we've people we've got brown people Asian. we've got a Chinese dude Word. Hans Kim yeah I don't know if he's Chinese he's Asian <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm sorry I, Hans Kim it's, he, I think oh, it's a you old racist well, probably, you well Kim is Korean maybe yeah. Korean. I'm, I'm excited we're all over it's it swings wildly all over the place. Uh, I'm swinging wildly because I want to try some of that ginger beer. We're gonna uh, we're gonna run out to the the other microphones outside and, and, it's and warm. drink a little bit because it's it's nice out and uh, we can we can even take them actually outside. I'll just leave the music rolling behind us. And uh, Trina, why don't you give those a, a little test? I'm joined today by Trina Roderick of Sunday Nights diversity training from 6 to 8 and also Latoya the Sheriff of Truth Win is here with me every Wednesday from noon to 2 on the AltaCast I'm your host Pam Benjamin this is brought to you by Alta California Botanicals the best tink in the biz go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name Alta California Botanicals one of the big sponsors for the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival the other sponsors are Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control Pabst Blue Ribbon yes Uh, the Eagle SF 
Asiento Brainwash, and then again, Alta California Botanicals, who also bring this show to days. you. 20, 20 days. days away. Buy your tickets now. Buy your just, tickets now. We were just doing submissions in November. I know. It's already it, went by that quick. Time, uh, time goes by. So, so slowly. slowly. Lies, Madonna. <laughs> Lies. Time goes by way too quickly. When you're 10. Uh, so let's, uh, let's run on out there. We're going to go outside. Uh, well, I assume they are. Here, here, yeah, just talk into them. Just give us a little, give us a little talky-talky to each one. Give us a little talky-talk out there. That one definitely works. Yes, it does. And Testing that one, one works as well. And then one more. Testing Absolutely one working. That's what we're talking about. Here on the Alphacast. Halfway through, we should probably smoke some bowls. Uh, we could actually, we actually could take this outside. We can actually do that. Running a podcast from the street, around the corner. You need to get your microphone there, darling. Yeah. So uh, if Brian Plum does call, I will run in and, and see that there. Uh, he is a comedian coming all the way from... Uh, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. So I'm actually gonna put the ringer on so that we can hear him if he does calls. Is he from Boston? He is from Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. He is our one mass hole that's gonna be with us here yeah. on uh, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Oh yeah, this is like Radiation Island. This is great. Over your head. And uh, Trina, you're gonna you gotta grab your. Oh, she's got the bucha. Oh, she's nice. got the. She's, I'm she's only drinking a half of one, guys, because I'm not drinking for two weeks. Oh, so good for you. I'm trying to lose weight. That whole original minute. alcohol. No, it's okay. Ginger beer. No, it's okay. I is it a twisty? Oh, uh, I, have, I have a. I have a. I do. I have one on my uh, keychain, but my keys are in my. Hold this, ma'am. Yeah, sure. we we need to get you a, oh. pull you out a microphone. Yeah, just pull it on out. Oh, great. Thank you. So, again, you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. We're sitting outside. It's a beautiful, so beautiful day here on the corner of 21st and Florida, the uh, site of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. I keep saying it because it's really important that you go buy your tickets right now and tell your friends to do that as well uh, because this is our one big fundraiser for the station. And um, I think I'm going to get one of the season passes kind of thing. Whoa. Right? Is that... You're going to get a festival pass? I think so. If you get a festival pass, you are supporting the station so much, but you also get one of the gift bags. You get you get treated like a comedian. You get to use the green tent as much as you want. You get to drink the free beer from the... You get invited to all the parties. You get special oh, treatment. Oh, for sure I'm getting the, the, IP. the, the, the festival pass. The festival pass is... If you're a, if you're a chuckle fucker, and you want to get to know, <laughs> should we sit? I can move the these. chair closer to the door. Well, this one, this, that, these, those are it's longer. You just have to. I think it went. It goes around the uh, back of the thing, and oh, then I, comes, see. Oh, I see. I see. I'm on the shortest tether. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and we've got we've got really cute single comedians as well. Uh, Tyler Smith, coming from Seattle, he's a big comedian up in Seattle. Also um, runs a dispensary up there. Mm. Really, really great guy. Very funny, very weed oriented. Uh, just a lovely human being. Uh, and his, he does a lot of comedy about weed. Uh, I tried to get um, weed in Seattle after they made it legal because, like, the, they had just done that. And yeah. I just happened to be there. But no. You didn't buy any. 
Well, I couldn't. You still need a recommendation. No, and I don't. was like, no, no, well, no, no, no. There's two ways now in Seattle. There's okay. uh, purely recreational, which costs more. They put a sin tax on it. They put a 25% ah. sin tax on it. So, uh, syntax. So the thing about uh, Seattle is that you can get, we, you can go into a store and buy weed, but it's like 80 bucks an eighth, 75, 80 bucks an eighth, right? See, the guy Which said is crazy. Of this. He was yeah. just like, what's your recommendation? And you, I said, no. If you have a recommendation and you have a doctor thing, then it's a different weed store. They actually have a separate room so why where I things are me? cheaper. Because I was so excited. I was yeah. like, I'm going to sweet. But. All right, thank you. Oh, this is delicious. This is really good. So um, it's only 4.8 alcohol. It's like it's not, nothing. So it's like a soda. It's like it tastes like a delicious soda. So I can have it. Yeah, of course you can. Okay. I did not drink today, body. This does not count. Mm. No way. It's like a kombucha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, although a kombucha is like 0.8 percent alcohol or something, and uh, this has 4.8. But that's okay. It's not an IPA. Definitely. Oh yeah, I've been rocking and rolling. IPAs take me to another level. Yeah, me, me like too. Like werewolf level. Well, and you know, I keep trying to make a joke about it, but it just comes out as a stupid Facebook post. But uh, every time I drink too much IPA, my poop smells really, really weird. Oh, it's so true. It's it true. Really, really weird. It's, it's. I don't know how to make it funny. I don't know how to make poop can't jokes make funny. Poop funny that like that. It's just. Yeah. Not, it just. I wish there's so many poop jokes I would love to tell, but just for some reason, the second you're on stage with a microphone, they just. Yeah. I don't it just doesn't work. Maybe it's because it's too intelligent of a poop joke. Well, and I've, I've been trying to work on this cat litter box uh, pooping in the. So I, the thing is this: I have a I have a boyfriend. And he no. practically lives with me. It's it's pretty true. And uh, hey, we're doing a, we're doing a podcast. Just, oh oh, there's there's a phone call. Oh, run! I got a phone call. Run! I'll get the phone call going. Phone call. All right. Uh, oh yeah. I don't I don't think we I don't think we thought about that. We got the phone call here. Oh. live on the air here on the AltaCast on MutinyRadio.fm. Who is this? No, I've never had any of those. Darnell. Darnell! All right. Calling all the way from Michigan. You got it. Yay, I remember. That's so super exciting. Hey, we're super stoked that you're here on the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Oh, he hung up. Darnell, all the way out of... Uh, I don't know what happened. We lost him. Uh, all the way out of Michigan called us to, to talk, and I don't know if he's going to recall us, but I'm very, very excited to have... The ladies are still outside talking about all kinds so of, of, of lovely things. You get it? You get it in the liquor store. We're going to see if he's going to call back. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. Best tink in the biz. Go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. And go right now to universe.com or to www.mutinyradio.fm and buy your tickets for the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So many hilarious shows. I'm really, really excited. Uh, also, special events at other venues. We're going to be doing an opening party at Asiento, which is right up the street from us. There's going to be a party at the SF Eagle on Thursday 3-3. That's going to be... Hopefully they didn't... Did you lose? Oh, it sounds like she lost her marbles. Uh, all right, I'm going to run back out because it looks like Darnell is uh, not calling back, so we'll see. Did you lose your... 
We just got graped. We'll um, <laughs> we'll move. We should probably. Oh, sad face. Maybe if we um, move the the bench is a little wonky where it's sitting. Maybe. Um, oh, it was it. Oh, right out of our hand. All right. Yeah, that's what's happening here on the Altacast. All right. Damn it. I just had grape kombucha for the first time with alcohol. It tastes like grape soda. Black people will love it. Ah, Got to get the purple drink in there. Oh, totally. Right. Purple drink. Purple drink. So let's ask Trina some questions. Yes. Trina, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's shaking her head. <laughs> you, don't, you don't strike me as a, a real medicinal marijuana user. I'm a real medicine man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you like it. You, but when you're walking down the street, people don't look at you and be like, no, there's a pothead. Right. I feel like when I walk down the street, people somehow know. Maybe it's because I'm dressed like a, a revolutionary today. You, you totally are, look you like you're going to blow some shit up. On, paps, Fulu, ribbon, all, bottle cap, and a pin that you, matches yeah. the earrings. Yep. You totally look like we a like a pin rebel. On with five other pins, and your pins match your earrings. <laughs> You're officially uh, like an anarchist chick. I have, yeah. yeah, I have a I and have a patches. patches, patches that are actually sewn on, but you didn't buy. And that's probably her. actually you. No, this was actually mine. This is the, the brown. Uh, Lost Trompus Brownie Play Day, 1982. What's the other one? Uh, that this is just something I found on the ground. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely have. A I want to salute you right now. I'm just yeah. like, oh, part of the guerrilla team. I was really hoping, hoping that my dad would. Uh, call in and tell us why he's a Trump supporter. Dad! Why are you telling me I don't look like a pothead, though? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering if... I'm just, I'm just wondering if you ever... Like, we were talking earlier, too, about judging a book by its cover and how blah, blah, blah. What, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Right. But that's the thing. You kind of look like a duck and you quack like... The, but you don't look... You're not a duck. You know what I mean? She so. could be a questionable duck. Like, it's one of those moments where it's like, hmm... Hmm. Are you? I'm an oddball that doesn't really fit in anywhere. But it does. I mean, tell us about that that perspective. What is that like? People probably have different expectations of you, or they think that you're a certain way, and then you're suddenly something completely different. For sure. Ta-da! What is that? Tell us what that. You know, do you feel? Well, it's trippy knowing in advance how people are going to expect me to behave. And what is their usual expectation of your behavior? That I'm sweet and demure, and <laughs> and I am all those things. But I'm just more complex than that. Just with your nail, bitches. That Bitch. makes me laugh. Trina has a new joke about getting this amazing nail clipper, rotary nail clipper, and Roto it's so clipper. funny because she starts getting really gangsta on it. Nice. <laughs> Look at my nails, bitches. It's really funny. It's really... So look at this cute puppy. Oh, my Aww. gosh. Oh, the dogs are walking by on the street. 2781, 21st Street, the corner of Florida and 21st. Come hang out with us. We're yeah. drinking... Uh, ginger beer. Delicious ginger beer. You got three ladies on the corner on 21st in Florida. And we all look really different. Yeah, oh, totally. We're like the weird... We're like <laughs> Charlie's Angels. It's all... <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I don't want to be Farah though. You be Farah. I I refuse to be Farah. I'll be feminist Farah. There we go. Yeah. So you consider well, I think all three of us here we all consider ourselves feminists. Oh, absolutely. You know, definitely. I I use my feminist 
ways every day to get what I want oh, wow. by staring at people. Like I have people, I don't even realize when I'm walking down the street when someone's like, hey girl, why don't you smile? You look mad, which pisses me off because like, I'm like, why do I look mad to you? You have resting bitch face. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. But I'm, I'm a softie, you know, I have feelings until you fuck with me and you look at me the wrong way, then we got some problems. Hmm. Then, you, then you break out, then you break out your gun. Uh, <laughs> True. Uh, and Trina, you consider yourself a feminist. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're gonna we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about this a little bit on my podcast too. Like when I was growing up, I was looking at a old photo from junior high school. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in the photo, and it's a photo with like a group photo. I'm sitting next to a friend of mine who happens to be African American. And I am dressed like in black with makeup, like in junior high, all trying to be all severe. Are you? And she's dressed in this cute little like white T-shirt with this page boy collar and these little <laughs> flowers on it. And it struck me that what was happening, we're in junior high, right? And the world is telling me I'm this sweet little docile lamb and I'm trying to break out of that. Sure. I'm trying to be like, no, I'm a hard ass too. Right. right and right, the right. world's telling her that she's this hard ass the opposite. Bitch, and she's trying to be, no, I'm sweet and demure too. Right. Right. The o- total opposite. Yeah. 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 I, I used to spend a lot of time doing my makeup. Right. A, yeah, a me too. lot. Yeah, me too. Had and a my book, hair. Would like, you know, try to copy the illustrations in the book. Yeah, absolutely. And, right. It yeah. just gets old. Uh, it takes too much time. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I still wear makeup, but I'm not taking a half an hour. Like, I know some people will take a half an hour on their face. I'm like, I'm just a minimalist when it comes to certain things. Like, I'll put on some red lipstick, black eyeliner, and a blush, yeah. and that's it. Or, well, and foundation, too. But it's just like, it's, it's just basic for me. Like, I know some people that every day they spend hours or you know half an hour which i think i'm like damn that's a lot of time it's a lot of time, a lot of time. I, the only time i took a half hour on makeup was when i worked for ethan allen and they forced me to wear makeup at work oh. so i put it on at work on the clock you had to play the part yeah i don't like i don't like people telling me what to do i, I always wanted to be a boy because I felt like uh, I would have been a professional ballerina because I really love ballet, uh-huh. but I was kind of a stocky, dumpy girl. And so they told me like, oh, you'll never, you'll never be, we, they just didn't want to invest the time in me even though I was like, I love ballet. It took up like six like, hours a you're day. You're like, if only I was a guy, I could totally be a ballerina. Uh, absolutely. I was like, if, if I was born with a penis, everything would have been different for me because you know, I would have I been a leader and people would have followed me and people would have been interested in what I have to say because when you're, you know, guys like to let girls do the work, but then they take the credit. I learned that in junior high, that the people that wanted to be in groups with me were guys that knew that they that I'd get it done and that they could take the credit. That's right. just what happened. Yeah, they'll give you a, good job, Pam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. it. Like a I dog. I an article about this recently. I think it was Psychology Today that when women in the workplace work on groups, we get less of the credit, we do more of the work. Absolutely. And, and everyone on the team is generally predisposed to giving the guys more credit and allowing Why them is that? Because I, I they have the dangly thing between their legs. Well, I, I don't know. The traditional way we've divided it's labor just, and right. we have to change the way we think about people. Do you think us as women, I mean, today's age, do you think that we've kind of fallen back a little bit? 
from where we were trying to get to to where we are present yeah, like, I, I mean, the second wave of feminism is is crested. Yeah, over. I, I think the second wave is <laughs> is actually using sex, in which I I'm, you know I've I've used that many times as a weapon before, you know. But also when I'm using sex as a weapon, I'm using my brain at the same time. But I feel like now it's just sex. There's no there's nothing else there but just like well i'll show him i'm going to sleep my way to the top haha you know rather than like you know what i'm i can look sexy but i don't have to put my sex out there but i can use my brain to flip the script you know kind of play like a little mental game i was taught that the way to make boys like you is to put their penis in your mouth <laughs> so you know as a young woman dating or whatever i didn't even know I didn't know until I was 24 that you could get AIDS from oral sex. Oh, yeah. I just thought that you put the penis in the mouth because you weren't supposed to put it in the vagina because that was morally wrong. Right, right. But there was nothing wrong with, I'm telling you, God making you do all that kneeling and standing. Oh, totally. Perfect, you know, God's dick is pretty big. You got to suck it. The first time, like, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 20, but I gave oral sex the first time when I was 17, which is weird. Well, not weird, but it was like something like, well, I didn't want to be one of these bitches that did not do that. You know, like, oh, that's gross. I wanted boys to like me, so I did that a lot. And then... And they still didn't like me. I get all butthurt about it. (laughs) But But why? But, uh, yeah. But it's just... Well, the problem is we get fed a lot of bullshit about what it takes for boys to like us because they don't know what it takes for us. Right. Right. Right? And so we're getting our information from the wrong source. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I now say, like, if you don't give head to me first, you're not getting head back. See, now here's the thing. I don't even like oral sex because 70% of everybody has herpes. I don't want your spitty parts near my girly parts. No. You know what? And even sometimes my boyfriend with his fingers, man, he works on plants. Oh, my God. He's got resin and Right. I mean, Ethan Albers changed brake pads the other day. And he's sitting there with wet naps, and I'm like, if I was Journey, I wouldn't have let him anywhere near right. my girly boy. Wow. With his weird sausage fingers right. caked uh, you know, dirt and oil. Or when you see a guy with really long fingernails, oh, it's God. like... Ouch! Scraping the wrong walls. Really not touching anyone's vagina with this. Yeah, yeah, no way. You just gave me another theory of finger banging. Right. Uh, uh. Uh. See, but that's the thing, though. It's like, I don't... And everyone all is into the oral sex thing, and I'm like, I just... I, I think oral sex is so 90s. Everyone's into butt sex. Right, everyone's into, I know. But I'm not, I'm not into that either. I'm I don't know. Like, yeah, like, it hurts. No, I don't want I don't want anyone looking at me. Hey. <laughs> I don't I don't want anyone looking at my butthole because of the hemorrhoids. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm I am really? old. I have not had a baby, but man, my downstairs it's been worked <laughs> over time. I am 41 years old. Yeah, and I it's know. not because of butt sex either. No. No. It's cuz I mean, I just love spicy food. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. I yeah. can't get enough of it. And I'm like a cutter with spice. As my ex-husband used to say, like, you're like a cutter with spice. Whoa. Chia seeds the other day. And I was shitting bricks. They were literally... Like little little uh, ball bearings. Dude, I thought yeah. so lung was going to pop out of my asshole. See? And, th- and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's just like when I have been in that position bent over and someone trying to have butt sex with me, I just think about like, I could shit on your dick and you don't know what I ate today. 
Absolutely. And it's just like, it's just like, it's not in a pee hole. You don't want to get stuff in that little pee hole. No. What if they're uncircumcised? Right. I mean, yo. Up in a troop of chia seeds. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be yeah. chia seeds against the sperm. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's a cartoon. Another good one is uh, <laughs> if you eat uh, kiwis. Kiwis oh, the kiwi great. seeds. The little tiny kiwi seeds. They're just the cutest. They're yeah. just so fun. They don't, nothing have, they don't grow. Or my so personal cute. favorite, beets. The oh, redness of beets. That's fun. Yeah. That's, now that's that's a way to play a, 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 a trick on your significant other. Oh, bloody butthole. Yeah, just like eat a bunch of beets and then like get in the bathroom and then like don't tell them that. And then scream, oh my God. Something's happening to me. I'm having a miscarriage. I'm oh. a I didn't know we had a baby. We had a food baby. <laughs> it's in the toilet. Flush it. Flush it. Quick. Quick. <laughs> Get rid of it. I'll do it with the baby. That's actually the perfect idea. I'll do it with the two-year-old because we're talking a lot about the potty. Like, Put a little I, doll in the toilet. Oh, God. Well, I wouldn't say a miscarriage. I'd just be like, I'd be like, I wouldn't. I couldn't do that. So he's my best. Jude, Jude, my two-year-old friend, he's my best friend. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to fuck with him like that. He'd be so scared. He'd do that, that, would, that would stick in his mind for the rest of his life. Stick in his mind forever when, yeah. it, when Nanny Pammy she aborted draws a, a, line a baby doll. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky I don't have my own kids. Because if it was my kid, I would fuck him up like that. I'd be like, eat a bunch of beets, throw a Barbie in the toilet, in the poo. With it all over and be like, oh, mommy had a miscarriage. That no. was your little brother or sister. There's a pine, pineapple in the grass. <laughs> pineapple in the grass. Danny Quinn's pineapple in the grass. I would fuck my kids up so hard. Oh, That's awesome. I can never, I, could, I cannot, I will not ever be a parent. Because yeah, even mom. yesterday, um, uh, they looked like they were in their 50s, right? Uh-huh. They come waltzing by with their five-year-old on a scooter. And he turns around, mommy, mommy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're like 50 and you have a five-year-old. I just, oh, I'm glad you're still walking. You're yeah. an official hippie yet, huh? Well, yeah. I would, I, I have to say, I have to applaud people who are over 45 who have young kids. Because I have a feeling that could be me. Because I'm still not ready. I am not ready. Not ready. I do want, I've you said this again. more ready. You get less and less ready every year, I think. Don't yeah. scare me. I want a little mini Too asshole scary. of me. I want, I want to keep it alive. I don't want, I want to keep my blood in my family. I, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I think I still make a little mini me. In fact, you're more likely to make a mini me through adoption than through. That's absolutely true. This is true. Nurture versus nature. This is true. But I think what scares me, and I've said this before, is the whole stretching of your body and all this and all. But part of me is intrigued by it as well. So, I mean, but I don't know if the person I'm with is the right person that I want to have kids with, you know, so that's another thing to think about. Um, but I mean, I see kids and I, I start to have mommy fever sometimes and then I like snap and I'm like, whoa, no, no, no. Those little crumb snatchers that give disease. Little, with their weird little jam hands. Yeah, they so jam gross. hands and then the snotty noses. Yeah. Jam and hands. The mommy fever goes away. Yeah. And uh, I'm so lucky for me anyway has gotten stronger I, yeah. I, I also uh, agree with that I'm 41 now I've given up the ghost I'm not having a baby I was married right. I didn't have the babies I love Jonathan so much I mean I had an abortion in the beginning of our relationship because I didn't we, we don't he's not ready to be a parent he's 30 he's still a child like mm-hmm. and if he wants to have kids of his own someday I, I absolutely support the idea of 
having a surrogate mom and using his sperm, if that's something he wants to do. But the right. thing is, there's mental illness in his family. There's mental illness in my family. I am mentally ill. There's not like, mental illness in your family. Your dad's a Trump supporter. Well, <laughs> my dad's not the crazy one. Like, my grandmother on my mother's side uh, was a paranoid schizophrenic. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories, Grandma Schneck. I only met her like three times. But uh, she was crazy, and she believed that all doctors were out to get her, that they were after her for m trying to murder her, and, and uh, she actually had fixable uh, cataract issues, and she wouldn't go to the, she pretended she wasn't blind, oh. because she was afraid of going to the doctor, and they actually drugged her and brought her to an eye doctor, had the surgery done, and she never admitted, no one admitted it, but they're just such closeted liars to each other anyways, and she was schizophrenic, so it just kind of didn't matter, that all of a sudden she could see, but she said for the past nine years that she could see, but she couldn't see. I only met her like three times, but one of the times I remember, we were playing cards, and she was just lying about what she had, she couldn't see. Aww. But she wouldn't admit to the kids that she couldn't see. It's like Lars and the real girl with grandma. Right, yeah. absolutely. Aww. Uh, everyone just goes along with it, so everything's mm -hmm. fine, right? Um, but so when she was in the, when my, my mom was little, she tells, she used to tell this story where she knew her mom was crazy because they were having this really fancy dinner party, and it was around holiday time, and um, the potatoes weren't timed right. They came out of the oven after the roast, <laughs> and so everyone's sitting at the table. The kids are in the kitchen, and they start hearing the screaming, and they poke their head through the door that the swinging door, right? And all the little heads are lined up. Boop, 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 boop. And Grandma Schneck is taking hot potatoes and she starts tossing them at the guests. Oh, they're not timed, right? They're not, the potatoes are timed. <laughs> She's tossing them across the table. And it turns into her pelting. Everyone's <laughs> diving under the table awesome. and they're throwing potatoes. Wow. She's throwing potatoes at people's heads. And then they weren't timed right. Everything's ruined. The entire dinner is ruined. That's awesome. Wow. And the kids are like looking in from the kitchen like, oh my God, she's crazy. Grandma's throwing potatoes. <laughs> and, all the, and this is just mom's throwing potatoes. Yeah, but and they only think she's crazy because she waited until, or, or she didn't wait until after everybody ate to like go crazy. She she like, and yeah. everyone was still yeah. hungry in the middle of her crazy fit. Yeah, like, it would have been entertaining. Had she only just waited for dessert. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then throwing pies at people's faces. Much right. more acceptable. Way more fun. Way more fun <laughs> and acceptable as like a, you know, potato. A potato. Well, so what I ended up doing was, and I didn't do it this year because I'm silly, but I created my own family ritual because I don't really have a family. And, uh, but I, every year I do this thing with potatoes, right? Where I have a baked potato bar on the solstice. <laughs> and so everyone gets a baked potato and there's all the fixins and there's butter and cheese and bacon and whatever. But the other thing I do is I bake a bunch of little tiny red potatoes until they're just like nothing, right? And then you take the potato and you put all your bad juju from the whole year into the dead potato. Because it can't even grow. It's not even a seed. It can't even grow into a better potato. You just got to get rid of that motherfucking potato. Hopefully it gets eaten up by a coyote or a pigeon <laughs> and it like somehow internalizes your negativity and it turns into something else. But... So you take the potato and you put all your bad juju in it and then you throw it into a canyon. We used to do it in the canyon, but now like into the street. I like off it. Of, off a of fire escape. Just everybody chucks potatoes. But that's it, it, awesome. It comes from the from Grandma Schneck. She was fucking nuts. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. It's you. it's you're keeping tradition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Keeping the crazy alive without a baby. That's there what you I'm go. Doing. There you go. Making up, making up traditions and mythology. Having our own iconography yeah. to you know explain our own world and 
right like that yeah paying homage i mean especially to the fact that you know people probably thought oh you know grandma's just straight crazy where you embrace her craziness Mm -hmm. in a different kind of art form right well and i know that if i ever had five kids i would I would lose my mind too. Oh, I mean, God. I'm sure it was di- so difficult for women. What is your place? Your place is to have kids. That's what you do. What if you, in the 50s, you didn't want to have kids? Right. But you had to, but you weren't strong enough to say, like, this is not something I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, ugh. I, that's that's how I feel like a lot of people want that. That when they say make it great again and what have you, that's what they want. They want that old fashioned, like, put the woman back in the kitchen. Yeah, and let the black people come in the back door. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's just like let's let's well, go back to how it was. Subjugation makes someone feel really great. That's the thing about this. Why there will always be bullies. That's why, because when you make other people feel bad, it makes right. you feel better. Right. I don't. And I well, don't understand that. I don't. I don't agree with that for me personally. Yeah. I don't like to make people because feel bad. Because misery loves company. I think ultimate. I think first it comes from a place of. Insecurity? Yeah, or without, or something. Um, I mean, it depends on the scenario, though. I mean, there's all kinds. I think it, it. I think it tells from like insecurity and emptiness, and you have no soul. <laughs> and this dog uh, has the biggest soul. Look how cute this it looks dog. Cute. I see you walk your dog like every day, and I'm like, I want one. So <laughs> I want one. So cute. That dog so has cute. Been brushed it's, today. Yeah. It did make, that's a happy fucking dog, right? Yeah. yeah. That dog, looks the so dog was smiling too. Absolutely. You need to read a book by a philosophy professor at UC Irvine. The book is called um, Assholes a Theory. Oh, Ooh, wow. Sweet. Really good. I'll bring you. I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you. Thank you. I love I love reading philosophy. It's it's my favorite. It's almost as esoteric as, as poetry. <laughs> well, no, but, well, it's a very practical philosophy. Well, it's basically what is an asshole? Right. Someone who, well, the thing is, it. There's different types of assholes. I I feel there's different types of assholes. Like I can be an asshole. I I rather be completely an asshole than a bitch. But the reason why I would be an asshole is because you're treating me like an asshole. Mm -hmm. Right. So not because I just want to. Defensive asshole. Exactly. Thank you. That's yeah. That's a great way of putting it. It's not because well today I feel like just calling people piece of shit. No, absolutely not. But if you call Some days me, I feel like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's an art to not doing it without hurting a stranger's feelings. See, now, I only hurt strangers' feelings. I don't like to hurt people's feelings that I actually know when I'm being an asshole. So, I was in a terrible mood the other day, <laughs> and there was a tourist from somewhere, and I was frowning. And they said to me in some fucking hoity-toity asshole accent, Uh-oh. Ew, the world is a beautiful place. You should smile or something. And I was like, fuck you, go home, tourist. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go spend your money somewhere else. Get out of San Francisco, you dick. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and why not? Fuck this that guy. guy. <laughs> fucking tourist piece of shit spending their money here. It's my water. Get out of here. Go back to England. You you almost sound like my friend like a couple nights ago after we went skating and we went to this bar and she sat at this table with a bunch of bromosexuals and was saying, like, what do you guys do for a living? And they, you know, they all did tech and blah blah blah. And so she went off and was calling them a bunch of fucking assholes and I'm like, Okay. I'm gonna jump in and pull her away because these guys, you know, I it just uh, she was trying to battle something, but she was drunk. 
and I'm like, you can't battle this. Battle, can't yeah, battle. yeah. Can't I'm like, don't start no shit with the. I mean, don't spit it, game when you ain't got no rhyme, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's different, like when you're sober and you know you're having a conversation. But she was just like spitting some shit, and I'm like, it's karaoke or something. Yeah. Oh, karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk karaoke. That's yeah, that just that's makes the best it better. Karaoke. Right. That's true. Karaoke. That's when you can curse people out too. Well, you should do everything in the dance break. I always. I mean, I think you should dance in the dance break. I think you should monologue in the dance break. I think that you should hit on guys in the bar during the dance break. I think you should do jokes yeah. during the dance break. I or, think everything should happen in the dance or break. Or tell them, like, don't you like my song? Yeah, why? Why am I not? Get your ass up and dance. And get, and get on your knees and start crying. <laughs> why am I not good enough for you, Dad? Dad, why didn't you, you call? Like, call in. Dad, call I in. Nice I would have been nice. I think you should try this every week. Every week you should try this. Until he understands what texting is. Yeah, I think, I think I, I mean, I'm again. I think he would right on. Hey, that guy gave us a thumbs up. Big, big man with a big tool driving by. Right us a thumbs up. <laughs> um, I think you should try every week until you get him on the air. I think he'll do it. I think he'll, I think he'll do it. If I actually call him and talk to him and ask him to do it, he'll do it. He doesn't understand texting. He's 70 some odd years old. He's 70. He's born in 44. So he's 72. Yeah, 72. So he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not going to learn how to text. He doesn't even know how to get the messages. I know. He he knows how to work an answering machine. I'm really proud of him. He still has a VCR. (laughs) Probably. Probably. Or Betamax. I still have VHS tapes. That's, that, that is a waste of space. <laughs> Those boxes don't need to be in your storage. Space, I, I know. You it, don't, it, you don't need them. It, I know. I'm a hoarder, slightly. But no, I really think that if you talk to him, you're like, Dad, I would like your view on why. And I think he probably would do it. I think yeah. I, I think it would be a great conversation. And I think it will be like a conversation both of you guys could understand each other. You know, and we can get a counter uh point counterpoint on the topic and and i texted him today i said and just just fyi uh my my co-host is uh is is a a black lady from ferguson missouri Missouri. just just fyi she's a colored (laughs) (laughs) well my grandma was so racist the other grandma on my dad's side my grandma was so racist that she didn't come to my wedding because because my ex-husband was black whoa she was like i'm going to your wedding so that's where he kind of learned it from. Well, yeah, I mean, and he grew up in Redwood City, went to Pal- Palo Alto High, Pali High, and I mean, he was like, he's he is super. He is was as a child, he was very very racist, but not necessarily to African Americans. To everybody. Of, well, no more more than to Hispanics. Uh. In California, growing up, and just very derogatory, and it's so silly to me because. Like, it, it, it's the it's the opposite thing when you when you when he would call people lazy Mexicans. I'm like, okay, that's the exact opposite of what they are. I went to Mexico, deep Mexico, and we were staying in Manzanillo, and we went to this place, uh, this island place, kind of far away. A couple times we were driving, and on the first time we went there, it, they were working on the road mm-hmm. back, 
And we did it again. We went there again like six days later. The road was finished. They finished the fucking wow. road. In the heat, it was like 104 degrees. And they're just working out there. The road was finished. That don't happen with Kyle Trans. There's no, <laughs> I mean, it, when you're you're calling, so that's why it's like becomes so racist. It's just like this overarching negativity toward a specific race, which is completely not based it's, on it's, reality. Exactly, it's completely exactly. wrong, racism. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a right. good stereotype. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah. it's absolute when it's a completely false stereotype and that's the other thing that happens is that you know i don't think that all african-americans are killers no isn't that the new stereotype that we're perpetuating is like all the oh black, it's not all new black it's crime all we've the, always all the, been support, supposedly thieves and you know criminals of some sort and by the way we're horrible at it because we always get caught <laughs> <laughs> so it's not meant for us anyway um but i think you know it's i love having i love talking to people that are slightly bigoted because it's very funny to me of how their mind works where it's just like you know you here in america i'm like i i can understand how you can be bigoted but in today's society and knowing the fact the facts that you should know already you know it, it's it just doesn't make sense to me yeah. you know and here's another thing it's so funny like a lot of people talk about how california is very liberal and what have you and you know everyone you know there's not too many racist people here that it is false yeah. that is false you know where i come from people look at california as like the mecca of like you know racism is like such a small problem there when it's completely false yeah you know it, it goes on all over the place you know people talk about the south you know well the south is kind of racist but there's some parts that are pretty pretty damn cool the midwest the east coast i think the difference between when we we're talking about the east coast and the west coast they hide it very well here <laughs> they hide yeah. it and that's the most dangerous type of racism hiding it you know being, you know smiling in your face and then saying, you know, I have this one brown friend or this one black friend. I think the I think the even worse is uh, that we've we're we've become so we say, especially in San Francisco, oh well, we're so colorblind. Oh, Everything's colorblind yeah. because I. Uh, no matter what, there's still we were. I'm a 41-year-old woman who was raised in California, and I'm racist as fuck. <laughs> I don't mean to be, and I don't want to be, and I'm trying to be enlightened, but it's impossible to escape because of where and how I was raised mm -hmm. that these are the diatribes that were put into my head that become like the moralistic structure that I... Right. integrity that I live my life by but I I can't I was drunk last night I can't even remember what I said but it was so racist and somebody looked at me funny and I was like that was really racist wasn't it <laughs> and they were like yeah <laughs> but the thing is you're not in denial and you just said that I think people have a lot of hate in their heart I hate everyone equally I am pre I am prejudiced against everybody I don't like I mean I like it's all the human race has done wrong so so I want to ask Trina really quickly so diversity training what what can you do with diversity training that helps help us disparate, disparate <laughs> lifestyles see each other's point of view like what is what is that what are, what are your what are well, the games like? I, I feel like right now it's hard for people to talk about race and so one of the things I want to do is learn like and I certainly don't I'm lay any claim to knowing how to dialogue about race but i want to figure it out right and i want to i think interview comics about their life experiences because there's a pretty you know big range of racial diversity among the comics that i see at these open mics yeah um and just learn how to identify what's racist why is it racist 
you know, how could the, how could we tell the same joke without being racist and just really sort of embrace the dialogue right? and not be afraid of talking about it. Right. Ian Kung has a great new joke um, where he says that he was a fat, he was fat when he was a kid mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he was also dealing with being Asian, so he was the only chink that was a chunk. that's funny brilliant joke that's Mm. funny because he's using yeah the terminology to be like and everyone can laugh at it because it's in a yeah safe way where right but he's hitting a double he's hitting a double bird here he's got first because it's hard to make fun of fat people it's hard but he did it in a nice way and then also you, you can't you like i guess he gets to use his own word because yeah. it's been it's been perpetrated against him well, so many I times. Think one of the I mean, there's so many different ways you can screw it up in comedy, and I think one of the ways you can screw up jokes about race is by coming across as attacking down. And right. So That's if true. you're talking about yourself, you can or your own race or your own weight, whatever it is, you're probably in much on much safer ground. Right. Right. Than if you're talking about right. I, I think another thing that a lot of people are getting really tangled up in is being very PC, and I hate it. I hate political correctness because it's another form of racism. That is, I, the thing is, it's just like, if you say these words and get them out, because everyone has a word for themselves. Everybody has a word. I don't believe in being PC. I think we all have a little bit of prejudice in us. You know, to to say that, you know, oh, I'm not prejudiced at all. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. You may be prejudiced against the skinny girl or the guy that's driving the Lamborghini or right. the good electronic skateboarders. I am definitely yeah. racist against electronic exactly. skateboarders. <laughs> they they aren't yeah. even people to They're, me. Yeah. Um, well, you, I hope you, they fall. I love it. I can't wait to you see You talk about those stupid hoverboards? No, well, the hoverboards, I don't mind as much. But it's the electronic skateboards oh, they, with the thing in their hand. And you I should can't totally wait. push like, one off. I'd love to see when they're not wearing a helmet, and I'm like, you are going to break your head on the sidewalk. You're going to American History X curb stop your own face. And I can't wait to see it on a YouTube video. <laughs> Fuck you. Like that's, I hate those guys. I, hate them. I, hope I just hurt. got a visual of that. That's yeah, pretty funny. Terrible, terrible stuff. <laughs> right on the curb. Yeah. Ouch. Oh, ow. They Ouch. really hurt themselves because they don't know what they're doing. Because they, they always wanted to be cool. And now they're 27 and they make more money than God. And so they spend $1,500 so they can just ride a skateboard now. When they wanted to. They always wanted to when they were 13. But they were too fat. Or, or they just didn't have the coordination. you know. And they fell off. Oh, his little brother broke his ankle. His mom wouldn't let him ride a skateboard. So he had to go learn how to code computers. Oh, poor little 27-year-old. Now... You can ride a skateboard in San Francisco like one of the cool kids. And then get hit by a bus. I hope they do. <laughs> but, I mean, I think what you, but you're identifying exactly what the difference between like racism and non-racism is, which is, I mean, not racism, but ism versus sure. non-ism. And that's one of the reasons I think I'm going to call the show The Immutables. Oh, because oh yeah. Nice. I like the fact that it sounds kind of like a, like a league of, you know, immutable gentleman kind of sure. like superhero feel justice to it. league but also you know you can choose not to be a douche that rides around on an electronic skateboard oh but you can't choose to be a different oh. race right right you right you know right. it's the if it's when you're um across the board discriminated against or thought of negatively because of something that you cannot change about yourself right right can i say this i i hate when a lot of people say to me like oh no you can't say that that's offensive i'm like 
do you know how many times I've been offended in my entire black yellow life? Do you understand? I can say whatever the fuck I want, but the difference is I'm not going to just name call. I'm going to school you and then name call. Right, right, right. Because I read. And right, so right. I think there's a difference between like being an intellectual, like non-PC person mm -hmm. compared to just being politically correct. Because I think sometimes people use political correctness as a safe net. Sure. And it, it, it's, you don't get to know too many people that way. When I watch the newscasters and they pronounce the Hispanic words <laughs> with the Mexican accent. Oh, God, I hate that. Burrito. Okay, well, burrito isn't even really a Mexican word. No. Well, I went to Chipotle. Chipotle. And Mr. Hernandez. Mr. Hernandez. Hernandez. Yeah. Goal, 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 goal. Yeah. yeah it's, um, <laughs> don't use the. You don't have to try. It's so PC that it becomes ridiculous, right? It's like it, yeah. It's like please don't try. Just don't try. it's okay to make mistakes. <laughs> we all make them. Yeah. What time is it? Anyway? It's not okay stuff. anymore to make mistakes. I mean, I feel like that's one of the problems that we kind of are facing is the fact that like dialogue has been shut down by the risk involved. I think that's why a lot of people like Donald Trump. I think that is. And I do have to say, you know, I have to say that, well, you know what? I'm glad he is saying what he's saying. Dialogue has been shut down because of the absence of critical thought in American thinking. We don't, there is no more thinking. It's what we went What's back that? to in the beginning. <laughs> it's, it's buy cars, buy beer, buy chicken. chicken. But don't drive your car under the influence of chicken or <laughs> beer. But drive safely yeah. in your new car. If you could do that, that would be great. Uh, hey guys, this has been the AltaCast. We are hanging out outside. We're gonna what time is it? Move it on back in the oh. studio and close it down. I hope you guys stay tuned. This one's For yours. Think, grow Love Radio with That's Y Steinberg. One. Great stuff. Oh no, I'm not. I have to. I have to work. Why am I still We're doing this? To, I have to work. To drink ginger beer because it was fun. Oh yeah. All right, so we have, we're going to close it down here on the AltaCast, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. More political thought today. Didn't even, it's just so inspired by Trump. Also, thank you for calling in Joni Quinn and Darnell. Uh, I missed you, Brian Plum. Sorry you didn't call in. Thanks for calling Sweet Gail. You're uh, a sweet, sweet lady, and we're glad that you are a Democrat, but you need to go out and vote. Hey, everybody, it's great to have opinions, but put your votes where your mouth is, and please be political. So also go support some comedians near you. I'd like to thank Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wind, for being an excellent co-host all the time, opening our minds to all things wonderment. And also Trina Roderick, new host of The Immutables, every Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m., Hopefully that's starting this week. Stay tuned for Think Grow Love Radio with Y Steinberg and get into that meditation. It will help you be a better person or at least think about how you can change the world. We'll see you guys at the 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 2nd through 6th. Buy your tickets now on universe.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Subliminal SF, PBR, SF Eagle, Asiento, Brainwash, and Alta California Botanicals, who also brings you this podcast, The AltaCast, every Wednesday from noon to two. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week, and hopefully my dad will call in and tell us why he's a Trump supporter. All right, guys, buy those tickets now. See you next week.
What food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion. 
at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host 
find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered.